Hello, friend and colleague. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music on our podcast today, episode 166. My special returning guest is Sarah Campbell of Savvy Music Studio. Sarah is talking about the different ways we use our social media accounts and our websites to market our studios and how we can make it easier for potential students to reach out when they are interested in our services. Business strategies and best practices for your teaching studio right here on the seventh season of the Full Voice Podcast. Hello, welcome, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the seventh season of the Full Voice Podcast. It's hard to believe, (laughs) it's hard to believe that we're at episode 166 and that we've been doing it for a long time, but I am thrilled. I have such an incredible lineup of guests and topics. Um, I want to shout out to all my friends and colleagues who I got to give big hugs to at the uh, 2022 Nats convention in Chicago. Had an amazing time. And friends, it's been so long since I've been able to see people face to face and hug my friends and talk all about all things singing. It was incredible, exhausting and incredible. But when I was at the convention, I had incredible conversations. I recorded a whole bunch of wonderful interviews with professionals and I have an incredible season for you. And if you are new to the Full Voice Podcast, my name is Nikki. I have been in the trenches teaching uh, voice lessons to people of all ages uh, for over 30 years. And I run a company, Full Voice Music. We are a small but mighty publishing company, and we serve teachers who are working with young singers. We work with composers from around the world to uh, produce wonderful, age-appropriate, fabulous music that children love to sing, as well as teaching resources resources and teaching train teacher training for professionals and I uh, I am so lucky I love what I do and I get to talk to all these amazing people I'm so so lucky and I have to say I was talking to my husband uh, Sean and we were reflecting on our long careers and how far we've come and honestly Professional development and networking with wonderful, inspired people is so important. And uh, I know that you will uh, you will enjoy the upcoming interviews that I'm that I've done with my colleagues. There's just so many teacher takeaways. Now, I wanted to um, I wanted to start off the season uh, with something that I think is is a, a complex subject. So I have two parts to it. I'm starting off with Sarah Campbell. Now, Sarah has been an amazing guest on several podcasts. Her company, Savvy Music Studio, helps teachers to really understand marketing and branding and having a social presence uh, using social media. And I wanted to talk to her about 
uh, the different ways that we can market ourselves, what different types of, of marketing. And I also wanted to talk to her. One of the things that can be quite challenging, we put out all this information onto the socials. We share all this content. And I know my listener right now is thinking about all the time you've spent doing your posting and sharing your students singing. Of course, you have permission to do that if you've had parents sign that permission form. Um, but we, we put a lot of effort into posting and marketing. But is it translating into people signing up for lessons? Is that your goal? I mean, you can be using your your social media channels for other reasons, but are you seeing that conversion of people who see your posts to people that might think, hey, I really like what this person is doing and I want to reach out? There is a lot of steps involved, <laughs> a lot of steps involved to, to, to make someone who's interested, you know, how do they reach out? So uh, how do they reach out? What forms do they fill out? So I wanted to talk to Sarah about that today. And then um, because this is such a loaded question and because there's so many steps, we're following up this interview with uh, an interview with Michelle Marquardt DeVoe, and she's going to be talking about the art of the inquiry, which is really getting to know your, your potential clients and determining whether or not they're a good fit. So this is part one of our two-part series. And without further ado, Sarah Campbell. Welcome to the seventh season, oh my goodness, of the Full Voice Podcast, my friend, my colleague, Sarah Campbell. How are you? Oh, Nikki, I'm so excited for you. Seventh season. Isn't that, that crazy? That is incredible. Well, I have. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but you were, I think, one of our first American guests. And now I get to come back. <laughs> I know. And you and I keep bugging you to come back and come back because you're amazing. And I, I really love all the, the people that you're helping and, and the work that you're doing. Um, uh, SavvyMusicStudio.com is your website. And if you're not following Sarah on the socials, you really must because she does so much wonderful work and gives out so much great information. Uh, how are things for you? How, are, how was your summer? It was lovely. We just got back from a vacation with the whole family. Oh wow. All the sisters, mom and dad. Oh you know, wow. The, it was and my niece and nephew. Mm -hmm. And it was just fabulous. And now I'm starting to think about fall. It's the <gasps> middle of August as we record this. Right. And I'm like, oh. Fall's going to be here soon. I know. Um, and you're obviously, you're, you're still in the trenches. You still got uh, piano and voice students? I do. I, my studio is small, but most of the students that I've had, I've had for um, a long time, you oh, know, six nice. to 10 years. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a happy place. I get to visit in the afternoons. Oh, I love that. I love that you are, are, you know, doing what you love, both teaching and also your secret sauce, your amazingness comes from social media and branding and marketing. You're so good at that. And I wanted to start off this season with a conversation and it was your post that inspired me. But we're talking today about 
onboarding, onboarding clients, getting them from looking at our posts to maybe visiting a website and then maybe either calling us or emailing us. Like that's a huge list of things that we kind of have to have in place. So I'm, I'm excited to get started. And uh, yeah. So first of all, my first question, the term onboarding might be a little mm. strange for some people. That's not a term that I used maybe five years ago when I was talking about my clients. So let's start there. Yeah, you know, I think in some of the groups that I'm in and like as a coach, um, we use this, we use these terms so often and onboarding is something that like just gets tossed around. And then I forget that a teacher who doesn't know me is going like, what? Onboarding? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, we think about, um, think about outside of the music realm, you know, if, if you're getting onboarded into something, you're, you're being, uh, welcomed into a new place. Like if you're onboarding an employee or if you've been an employee in another company and you go through an onboarding process, mm -hmm. uh, you get shown the ropes and, um, you know, the onboarding process in a music studio can be broken down into, uh, lots of little pieces. And, uh, one of those pieces is like, uh, you know, the initial process of, of getting people to, you know, like raise their hand and say like, Hey, I I'm interested for this thing that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have like the inquiry process and all the little pieces that go into that. And then we have the onboarding process. Like how do we welcome people into our space? How do we, you know, it, it's, it's similar to, I love this analogy. And I think I get this one from Michelle Marquette DeVoe, like inviting somebody into your house mm. and um, and welcoming them, welcoming them into your living room and like, you know, asking them, you know, can I get you tea or coffee or mm. you know, <laughs> making sure that they're comfortable and that they feel invited. Oh, that is so helpful. I... I know, I'm speaking from my own experience. I know maybe many years ago, I thought that my website would kind of do it all. Like it was like, mm -hmm. oh, just go to my website. It has all the information and then, you know, send me a message. But that just opened up more doors and more questions and more confusion. And I realized that I can't just send people to a website. A web We have to have websites. We have to have a place where they can collect information. But you, there's just so many, so many things, so many steps. And it can be overwhelming, um, I think. And one of the things that I noticed with my just go to my website attitude was how confused families were when they first got started. Yeah, you send the, and, and, and I get that because we spend a lot of time, you know, putting together nice websites and and making sure that we have information on them. We we spend a lot of time creating social media posts and and things like that. And because we are so entrenched in the creation of those things, we often uh, forget what it looks like from the customer's side. So when we say, "Oh, just go to the website," we're not seeing that with fresh eyes. When we go to our website, we're like, "Oh, I know exactly what to do and where to go." But for these brand new people who've never been to your site, or, you know, maybe they've never seen you on social media before, we need to make sure that we have systems in place that are very clear to people so that they know where to go. They know what to click on. And we need to create this process that is straightforward and clear 
Oh, so, so good. Now, you just said something there that made me think of a really uh, important question. Uh, Systems. There's a lot of conversation now, and certainly with the full voice team, uh, one of our priorities over the last couple of years, especially when we went to remote, uh, working remotely, was systems. How the procedures and the steps and setting up systems can be really challenging in the beginning. So yeah. where where would you recommend that a teacher get started when they're considering what systems they have in place for getting their new clients? Okay, I love this. Um, and this is something that I talk about with clients a lot. And it, and it all comes back to when I had first opened my private studio. I mean, I had been teaching for a number of years in other like music schools and things like that. And I didn't have to deal with the onboarding, the inquiry mm-hmm. or the onboarding mm-hmm. of new clients. Like that was something that the schools did for me. Yep, me too. Um, right. And oh, lucky, <laughs> lucky me back then. <laughs> uh, with opening my own school, um, or studio, I should say, what I, you know, I learned some things the hard way. And what I learned was I needed to streamline the channels and make sure that everything went into one place. Because if you are running a website, you have social, you have different social medias, maybe you even have like different email addresses that are floating around on a business card or on a flyer. Um, You know, it, it got really tricky really quick once my studio took off. You know, there was a period of time when it was kind of slow. It was a slow build, but then there were some pieces of content that went out in some local magazines and things. And all of a sudden I had tons of inquiries coming in and which was great, but I got I I felt easily overwhelmed with this. So what I started doing and what I encourage my clients to do now is to ask yourself the question, what do you want that first step to be? And um getting really clear on how you're going to direct people to that first step so that if you get if you're getting um a text message from somebody um, or a, a message on your Facebook business page or an email from someone that you figure out a way that that first initial inquiry, that first conversation that you start to have with people will eventually lead towards this is the big first step. Mm, that is so helpful. Can I share a little story? Yeah. Okay. So I... We just moved to Nova Scotia. We've been here a year. Still don't have a hairdresser. So I have been asking and looking and searching for hairdressers. I'm desperate for a a hairdresser. And I've gotten all these referrals. And I I got this one person's um, uh, business card. And it had on her business card, it had her name and it had uh, an email and it had a number. And I, so I emailed her first because, you know, that's a little less, you know, intrusive. And I didn't hear anything back. And I emailed again and I didn't hear anything back. And then I finally called her and she was really quite upset that I had called her number, even though I know, right? Even though it was on the business card, she said to me, oh, I do all my business through Facebook. You have to go to my Facebook page. And I'm like, 
but I got this card. She's like, no, I just prefer to do things through Facebook. And I'm just like, and I, and of course I don't want you as my hairdresser now. Cause like, that's just so it was such, I felt so bad for bothering her and there was no clear communication to how to reach her or what the first step was, wasn't it. She didn't even have a Facebook icon on her card. So <laughs> it doesn't take much to, to, to frustrate people. Right. Yeah. And, and to, so that clear, how to, how to have that clear, I guess that ties in with the conversation about call to action, right. On our yeah. posts. So, so what would be a good example of somebody's using social media? You know what your first step is. What do you do? Okay. Yeah. I'd love to give some like really specific examples about this. Um, so, you know, kind of backing up a second with asking yourself the question, like, where do I want to communicate with people? Um, wh where do I normally communicate with my current clients? Because what we're doing in this inquiry and onboarding process is training people to use the systems that we want to use. Now, I do think it's a very odd choice to tell people that the only place I'm, that I'm going to interact with you is Facebook, because let's be honest, not everybody uses Facebook. Right. I know that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but let's have a, an example. Like, let's say that somebody does message you through your Facebook business page. I actually have two people that did this recently. Um, so they messaged me at my studio page and they asked, you know, it, you know, do you have space? Are you taking students? Now, I'm not taking students, but let's pretend I was. <laughs> sure. My first step at that point would be to ask them some questions just on Messenger to say, hey, oh, that's great. Why don't you tell me more about um, about your kids and what you're looking for? And once I, you know, that step I think is important because um, we want to have a conversation, mm. right? We want people to know that we care about what they're looking for um, and, and that we are interested in who they are. Mm-hmm. It's like that saying that goes, um, you want to make someone like you, make them the most interesting person in the room. Oh, yes. So I like to start with a conversation. And then once I get some info from them, I will let them know, okay, here is our first step and I'll outline the process. What my process looked like before, and you know, my process worked for me. Mm -hmm. It may not work for somebody else. You want to create a system that, that feeds how you want to work. Mm -hmm. I would tell people, okay, great. Your first step is to go fill out this, um, this inquiry form. And I actually used, you know, it wasn't even just like a website form. I was simpler than that. I used a Google form. Right, right, sure. Because I'm a Gmail user and Google forms are free. They're really easy for people to use. And so I would have them fill out a form. It had more detailed questions on it. It gave me the opportunity to get all their important information, like their email, their phone number, um, the names of their children, and, and things like that, you know, musical backgrounds and things like that. So I would tell them to fill out the form. And then I would say, after you fill out this form, I will be in touch with you. Um, and we can talk about scheduling a, a first lesson. Mm. And that always worked really well for me. And I typically um, would have people fill out a form that would lead to us having a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'd get that first lesson scheduled. And uh, the selling part <laughs> of the process, you know, happened during the lesson. And uh, that system worked really well for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Can I ask, because I'm sure I'm in the same boat, like I'm not accepting new students currently. How do you handle that in a graceful way? Because I think it's important if you just say, thanks, but I'm not taking students, that can really be abrupt to people. And I try not to do that. How do you, how do you handle people reaching out when you're not taking students? Oh, I like that. Um, because there may be some who are listening right now who you might have um, a long waiting list. Mm right? Um, maybe there's a wait list. Maybe your wait list has actually gotten so long that you you don't even want to put new people on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. Um, what, Or you're just plain not accepting students. So uh, let's go in order there. So if you do have a waiting list, um, then I would just be upfront with people to say, oh, thank you so much for inquiring. Uh, I The studio is full right now, but I am accepting um, in, uh, names for the waiting list. And then send them to a place where they can fill stuff out. I mean, what I used to do is like I would just get their information and then jot it down somewhere. And I'd probably write it on a piece of paper that got lost on a desk. (laughs) (laughs) So I had them fill out a Google form. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, If your waiting list is so long that you've got 20 people on that list and, you know, a waiting list is a great thing. You know, it's a sign that you're doing some really amazing things. Um, but a waiting list can really only be so long. Mm-hmm. Because once you get to that waiting list and, you know, it's like two years out, it's it's not worth putting new people on it. So when I got to that point, I would just kindly tell people, you know, I right now I have a waiting list that is this many people deep. Um, I'm not currently accepting any new people to the waiting list. So here are some options for you. And I would suggest a colleague, mm-hmm. you know, I know that my friend Brian is accepting new students. Here's mm-hmm. his information. Or I would say, um, if if you do want to uh, check in on the studio, um, you know, contact me again in six months or a year. Nice. And I love the way that you communicated that. Like you're giving them timelines, right? You're, you're, you're not just saying, oh, just, you know, give me a shout back because that's confusing. We forget, right? Well, a shout back next week or uh, next month, next year. And I also like the generosity of, of referring out to our colleagues. I agree with you. I don't think, you know, a long list and, and do we want people not taking music and not enjoying music for years before they can get to us? I think that's silly. So... It is. And I try to keep an updated list. In fact, I probably need to do another um, another update of my list for, for people who are looking for local lessons. And mm-hmm. that's been my go-to now. Now that I'm not accepting any new clients, I, I am referring them all to my local colleagues. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad to do that because, yeah. you know, I had people who were referring students to me when I was getting started. Right. And that's a big deal. It is a big deal. That's really big deal. Now, once you once you have them, uh, so oh, sorry, going back to um, that initial system. So once you've got them, that you've you've asked a few questions, you've sent them to the form. Mm-hmm. What's your next system from there? You oh sorry, well, you, you give them you you set up that initial lesson. All right. Now I have questions here. So. A lot of teachers are calling this the initial, the fit lesson, right? Or the, let's see if this is a good match, which I think is so important. So can you 
share some of your strategies for that system? Sure. Um, And, you know, this is something that uh, was really useful. I didn't do this at first. I used to just get like people on the schedule and, you know, it's, I found out the hard way that sometimes these people were not a good fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I had had some type of a trial period um, or, you know, an initial lesson where I could really feel them out and they could feel me out. It's not just uh, for the teacher to see if that student is a good fit. It's the, for the student to see if that teacher is a good fit. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so for, for me, the way I've, I've run it in the past is that I would have that first, I called them interview lessons. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And, and, and I told people what they would have, like you, we would have half of the lesson was going to be us talking to one another mm-hmm. and getting clear on you know, what are you looking for in a studio? And and then, so me asking questions of them and then me showing them, here's how our studio works. Um, and then we would have a, uh, a miniature lesson. Normally, mm. you know, it would take that 45 minute period and split it down the middle. I would have an opportunity to um, to teach them something um, or to, to have them sing for me. Uh, I do both piano and voice, you know, maybe with a piano, uh, a beginner student, it would be to teach something very simple and then to play a game. Um, The order of these things, you know, I switched them out throughout the years. So, you know, the the order of the processes sometimes changed, but the idea was to use that space and time to to see, are we good together? Mm. And if so, let's proceed. Let's go back. I, I want to just kind of circle back to the the teacher that's using social media posts. Let's go back there because yeah. I see, I see so many amazing, inspiring teachers sharing their awesome, their energy, their fun that they're having with their students. They're 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 showing their them working with their students or they're showing some of the resources that they use. And and there's just so many teachers using Instagram or Facebook or TikTok now is huge. I see so many amazing people out there. How how do we get people to go from that to reaching out? What do we do? I love this question because it like it it dips into all of the things that make me happy to nerd out about. So we're talking <laughs> So we're looking at like content on social media, mm-hmm. like the types of content. We're looking at, you know, marketing versus advertising and we're mm-hmm. looking at like what are the systems that we have in place. So I want to talk about I'm going to call these the 3 Cs. Love it. And Um, So if you're using social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, I mean, whatever, YouTube, um, YouTube's not actually social media. It's a search engine. Okay. (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) Um, If you are using these to uh, market to clients. So the three C's are this, and they go in order. We have content. The content that we have, we want that content to lead to having the second C, a conversation. Mm. And we want conversation to lead to the third C, and that is conversion. Oh, I like that. Now, sometimes we skip this middle part, this conversation (laughs) part. Yes. Because the type of content that we create 
is um, more about advertising than marketing. So maybe I should define what that means. I was just going to say, let's let's clarify that because I think that will help. Okay, so here's a couple different types of content that can go out and they're going to have different, um, they're going to have different results and they're going to have different um, goals. One, let's think about somebody who's posting on Instagram and they're making, um, maybe they're making a reel mm. that demonstrates, okay, like, here's something amazing that happened in a lesson the other day. Mm -hmm. And you might um, have a, a, a student that's demoing something and then you like celebrating in the background. Um, that piece of content, if we can tie in like opening up a conversation there, this can be a great opportunity for somebody who's new to see, okay, this is the magic that this teacher brings to these students' lives. Mm -hmm. And you could say something as simple as, do you want to learn how to, um, you know, rock out that high belt? <laughs> sure. And then say, if you're interested, let me know. Mm. In, the post. The, in the in post. In the post. Right. Right. That gives people the opportunity to raise their hand mm. and say, yeah, I am interested in that. That gives you the opportunity to start a conversation with that person. Mm. And it goes back to what I had said before. Like if somebody had inquired and said, like, are you taking students? I would ask them the question. Uh, yeah. You know, tell me more about uh, about yourself. What are you, what are you looking for right now? Mm, that's a good question. So that's one type of content. Here's another type. So that one is actually going to go through the three C's. It's a piece of content that leads to having a conversation that can, if you find it, it, that if it's a good fit, can lead to having a conversion. Mm. Mm -hmm. And by conversion, I mean you making the offer and saying, you know, this, it sounds like we could do some great work together. Here's a link where you can book your first lesson. Now, another type of content would be making a post. And I'd, I want to say, before I describe this, I am not shaming this post in any way. Um, it is just a different type of post. Mm -hmm. um, it would be making a post that says, I have openings in my studio or it could be a post that says, you know, join us today. Mm. Or it could be a post that says, here's my online course. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is more of an advertisement than it is a, a point of starting a conversation. So we just need to be, I, I do think that making posts that are very clearly like, I am making an offer here. Mm -hmm. I have space. Mm -hmm. I have this. I think those are great. And yeah. I encourage people to do them, but I think we need to be mindful about how often we do those. Sure. Sure. Because if everything you're posting is, you know, sign up for lessons today, join my course today, do all this stuff, people are going to tune you out really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because absolutely. we're missing that conversation piece in the middle. Yeah. Hi, friend and colleague. I wanted to just take a moment to let everybody know about our brand new songbook release. Songs and Studies for Kids Introductory A is 
brand new. We just released it last month, and it is a collection of songs and singing activities for your young beginner singers. We worked very closely with our good friend Donna Rodenizer, and it is a wonderful starting place for a lot of your young singers. Ideally, our research group started at Singers as Young as Six, to the age of nine. So if you're working with young singers and getting them started, I want you to check out Songs and Studies for Kids, Introductory A. You can get it on our website, fullvoicemusic.com, or you can get it on Amazon Worldwide. Sure. Sure. Because if everything you're posting is you know, sign up for lessons today, join my course today, do all this stuff. People are going to tune you out really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're missing that conversation piece in the middle. Yeah. Mm. And also with that type of post, would you say that you might run into getting the wrong type of client? You might be attracting the wrong person. Oh yeah. Because if we don't have the conversation, we, we don't have the opportunity to kind of vet um, this person and and to understand whether or not we're going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think with, you know, in accepting people or no, let me back it up in using social media as a marketing tool for our studio. We just have to be mindful about what we're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. And if we're constantly uh, jumping immediately to this, this whole like link in bio, you know, that's like the phrase that everybody uses on Instagram. Yeah. Link in bio, right? Um, there's there's a bigger drop off of people who are like, oh yeah, I don't I don't want to take that step, right? Whereas if we're like, let's have a conversation, or you're asking an engaging question and it, it gives you the opportunity to like engage with somebody in the comments, mm. um, they get to know you as a human, yeah, which mm-hmm. is really cool. I love that. That's so helpful. That's so helpful. So we go from like our content on our socials, whatever we choose that to be. Um, what about websites? What about websites? So mm. do you recommend that, I guess it is, are websites the middleman now? Right? Ooh. Like oh my we, gosh, Nikki, I'm not sure. Because, I, I mean, we can, we can do a lot of direct selling on yeah. platform. I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have websites that we need like those are our websites are our property we own them we are we we make the rules for the most part whereas the socials we we're just participants in a big human experiment (laughs) right (laughs) um but what if what if what about teachers who say maybe they don't use social media as much or they're more about word of mouth, and then they need people to go to a website or to contact them? What would you, what systems could they have in place? Okay. I love, this is a good conversation to have. And I think it's interesting when you asked about like, is the website the middleman? And, you know, I kind of see a website, like what you said, it, this is property you actually own. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that make it their way to your website, they're going to get there in a couple different ways. I think the majority will be through referrals. Yeah. And the referrals will come from a couple different places. Places It'll be people who are like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a teacher. Can you tell me about who this teacher is? And they might send people to your website or they might Google you sure. at that point and they find your website. 
Um, and it may also be referrals from social media. Mm, okay. So on a Facebook business page, if you have a good button there that says like visit our website, or if the link in your bio on Instagram leads people to your website, that's mm -hmm. another source of what we call referral traffic. So the website's an important place. Mm -hmm. And I work with so many clients on making websites clear. I think that that's been the, um, the theme for the mm -hmm. past two years at Savvy Music Studio. It's been, let's make sure that when people actually go to your website, um, they are going to feel seen and heard mm. and understood, and they are going to know how to take the first step with you. Mm. So good. So there's a lot of systems to get into the place. You know, that brings us into like considering what kind of website copy, um, the words, what are the words that are going to be there? Who are you talking to? Um, you know, what, what types of images and like tone of voice is going to be attractive to that type of person. Mm -hmm. And then leading people through a customer journey that takes them to click that button and take the first step. When I, when somebody comes to me and they're asking for help with marketing, one of the first things I do is I go to their website. Right. And I would say seven times out of 10, I don't know how, like it, with it, it takes me longer than seven seconds to figure out what their first step is. Oh, wow. And if that's the case, you're going to have a drop off rate. Huge. That's pretty high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the systems that we want to have in place are like very clear copy to people um, and very clear calls to action that like tell them, here's where you can get started. And, you know, what that get started button means for one person might be different than what it is for another person. Sure, sure. And you want to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. um, but we just want to make that super clear. So that when somebody does land on your website, they're not having to hunt around and click on like five different pages to find, you know, your email or a form that they can fill out or a phone number that they can call. Right. Because people are impatient. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I become enraged <laughs> when I can't find information. And I'm like, and it really does sway my opinion about whether or not I want to work with them or not before I even get the information that I'm looking for. Yeah, it's true. I I feel the same way, um, especially like when it comes to restaurants. Oh, or... yes. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm like, show me your menu. Show me the menu. <laughs> 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 that's a good point. It's that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up because it's that is a wonderful reminder. If you are the consumer, if you are the customer, what type of systems do you like? What where have you been treated where you've been made to feel welcome and and like they're, they want you there or have you signed up for things where you haven't been made to feel welcome and how did that make you feel like uh, uh, I was gonna say no and I Sean and I have had many experiences signing our son up for things and some of them have been 
outstanding where we are welcomed into a community and we're shown how things run to I handed over a bunch of money and I dropped my kid off and I don't know what he's doing in there and nobody will answer my questions and I get ghosted on the emails and and the, and you pull your kid like we've pulled him out of activities because we haven't been treated well and I'm, I'm and for the record I'm not asking for special treatment I'm I don't need a lot of attention I just need to know what the boundaries are, how my son is doing, you know, how is he progressing? That's so true. How do we want to be treated? Yeah. If we, if we can, you know, get clear on that, I think that gives us um, a better opportunity to look at the systems that we have in place and mm-hmm. to put ourselves in the shoes of potential clients mm. to say, okay, here here is how I would inc- make that inquiry. And if you're not sure, like, I, I know that many voice teachers have theater backgrounds. So I just want you to pretend that like you're a character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like put literally put on your character shoes of, you know, that person who's inquiring at, at your studio and look at your website. Like you you've never been there before. Mm. And if that is too hard, cause I realize like, it, it may be too hard. That's okay. You're so invested ha- in it, right? You are. Yeah, you're so invested in it. Have a friend do it for you. Oh, that's a good tip. Have a sibling do it for you. Mm. And and tell them to be brutally honest. Tell them like, hey, when you go to my website, do you know who I work with? Um, do you know how to get a hold of me? Do you oh, know good. like how to start the process and if and and be open to hearing the word no? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the hard part, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is. A, and that's a great tip. I I think uh I think that's something that I see a lot in the speakeasy actually. One of the things that comes up with the group members is, "Hey, here's my new website. Can people go through it and tell me what you think and and how clear is everything and that's quite uh, that's quite helpful to have a bunch of people go through it and respectfully too right with <laughs> with comments of and suggestions course. and stuff um i this has been really helpful and i know that um uh, you know, going back to where you were saying, you know, you used to work at a music school and so did I. And I remember the first year that I opened my own studio and I I was completely unaware of all the administrative tasks that were now my responsibility. And the thought of just setting up systems like that was just such a, a dream. But, you know, because you're in survival mode. What would you... What would be some of your first steps for somebody who is needing to streamline or to be more concise with their onboarding process? What would be some of your first steps? Okay. So I'm going to give you like a a short checklist. Um, The first thing is, is just like, Hey, let's check and make sure that stuff's not broken. Oh, Oh, so (laughs) Um, good. Yeah. Because we, we don't, we don't look at our stuff. Like we get into like set it and forget it mode. Mm-hmm. And what happens with set it and forget it is that a link is going to be broken somewhere. So I want you to go through um, all of your socials 
and make sure that all the links that you have listed on there are correct Mm -hmm. and that they're actually still active. I want you to do the same thing on your website. Nice. So that's a quick link audit. You know, just make sure that links are working. Um, And then I think the second step in setting up a a good system is to ask yourself the question, where do I want to have conversations with people? Mm. So that if you need to streamline your your, uh, process, and, and you're tired of having extensive conversations in Facebook um, Messenger, in Instagram, in email, via text, um, ask yourself, where do I want to filter everyone to? Mm. I typically filter everybody to my email. Okay. And I ask them, I say, hey, I, I would love to have this conversation with you. Um, what would be the best email for us to continue this? Oh, well-worded. Nice. You know, so, so ask yourself, where do you want to, you know, where do you want to streamline? Um, and I, I think if you do those two steps, you're going to start. Um, you're going to start making the process easier for you. The third step would be to ask yourself, where do you want all this information to live? Oh, <laughs> you mean not writing it on a bunch of piece of papers or post-it notes and putting you mean them on. These- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so my listeners can't see, but Sarah just reached over onto her desk and pulled up like three different colors of post-it notes. And full disclosure, I'm in my husband's office and there's there are post-it notes on every screen and there's like a whole bunch of screens in here. So you're not alone. And, uh... <laughs> and you know, post-it notes may be a fine place for information to live for like a day or two. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you need, you do want to have a system that helps you stay organized so that you can say, okay, it, you know, put everybody on, uh, on a list and, and have little places where you can say, okay, this person, I have emailed them back. I've called this person. Um, you know, this person has scheduled their first lesson. Um, it, it's, you know, what we would call CRM, mm-hmm. um, customer relations management. Yep. Yep. And, um, you know, that's a real fancy term, but basically it's like, just track where people are in the process. Sure. And, and it's more for, it, it's more for your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so that you don't have to think hard. Yeah. And that you can just, you can pick up where you left off without having to scroll through DMs or, um, you know, try to think, oh, where did that person contact me? Oh, uh, that's my That's life. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, did they email me or did they text me or, yeah. Mm. So, so have a place where the information can live. Nice. Sarah, I love, I love talking to you. I love your energy. I love how organized you are with the systems. I'm, I'm so uh, thankful for that because I too have to go through my systems uh, for both teaching as I start up this fall and, and you know, with my team. Um, I know that there's some people out there that probably enjoy and benefit greatly from working with you. And you usually have some very fantastic offers and courses. What's coming up for the Savvy Music Studio? Well, we actually um, are going to be doing our branding boot camp in um the in fall so okay. it's going to start on September t- uh 30th nice so that's coming up mm-hmm. and um you know this is a program i run twice a year 
Uh, it's three months long. It's intense. Um, and it's, it is, it's an intense program, um, but, but I'm really passionate about it. And um, it's a small program. It's 10 teachers. Mm, so good. And so, so we get the opportunity to really get to know one another. Um, and the goal of this program really touches on a lot of the things that we talked about today. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, learning to define, to understand and define who you are as a teacher and who you want to work with. Beautiful. Um, and being able to communicate those things clearly and effortlessly. And so it taps into a lot of business foundations. Um, it taps into, you know, how are we going to market our studios? Um, how do we communicate things on websites, on socials? Um, but really it's at the at the core of Branding Bootcamp, it's I want people to be more confident business owners. Nice. Nice. And um, I, I've run this course for several years now, and uh, it's I'm, I'm just super passionate about it. And I'm, I'm really excited to welcome in uh, a, new, uh, a new round of teachers. Because uh, I love seeing the teachers in the past who, um, on social media, they've now become friends. <laughs> oh, well, that's because you've created this wonderful community, right, within yeah. your group. I personally know many teachers that have gone through your courses and the transformation is astounding. They're just from the confidence in their posting, how they share, how they're communicating. I often, I often kind of smile to myself and I'm like, yeah, they worked with Sarah. They know what's going on. <laughs> that, um, that feels so good to hear. Thank you, Nikki. That's that's wonderful. Well, Sarah, I want to thank you so much again. One of my first podcasts in the first early years of this podcast, and here we are, season seven, and you are starting us off with some important systems and and communication tips business tips marketing tips and I can't uh, I can't thank you enough and of course I will have you back for future episodes and future seasons so um, where can people where can people find and follow you okay fabulous so um, you can follow me at savvy music studio on just about anything. Um, I've kept it simple. If you look up savvy music studio on any social media, YouTube, etc., you'll find me. Um, and if you go to savvy music uh, you, that's my website. You can, uh, read about, uh, you know, how I got here as a coach. Uh, you can check out the resources that I have there. And you know what? I, I think I, because this is the seventh season and, Gosh, I can't believe. Wow, Nikki, that's I know. amazing. I, <laughs> um, I, I want to celebrate. Um, so for those who are listening, if you are interested in Branding Bootcamp, we're going to offer a full voice discount. <gasps> oh, Sarah, that's lovely. My listeners would love that. Okay, so what do they have to do? Okay, so um, this is going to be $100 off the course. Wow. And... Um, it, you're going to use the coupon code FV podcast. Mm. Um, and we will have information in uh, the show notes here yep. about how you can do that. So, oh, Sarah, that is so generous. Thank you so, so much. Uh, in the show notes, I'm going to have links to your website and your socials. And I do want to encourage my listeners if getting these systems set up and, and getting your, your, 
business skills together is on your list of things that are that you are going to put energy and love into, I, I definitely want you to connect with Sarah. So Sarah, thank you so much. And we will see you soon. Thanks, Nikki. It's been fun. A very special thank you to Sarah for that wonderful conversation. And please be sure to find and follow Sarah. You can find her at the savvymusicstudio.com. Sarah has been a wonderful guest and she's always so generous. Remember, if you are interested in her branding boot camp course coming up end of September, don't miss it. Please be sure to check the show notes. There is a discount code that you can use to save some money on this program. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this is a two-part series because this is a big topic. We're not done yet. So next time, my good friend, Michelle Marquardt DeVoe, is going to continue this conversation with a discussion about the art of the inquiry, finding out if this client, this person that has shown some interest is a good fit for your studio, something that is so important. Here's a little clip from our show being 100% okay if they if they say no okay that's hard well i think this goes back to people's fear around sales mm, mhm because people have internalized that sales means getting people to do something they don't want to do in the first place mm. and i don't believe that's what sales is i believe sales is about making sure that this money that this person is about to spend on your service is a good idea for both of you. Nice. And if this person, if I don't feel good about taking that person's money, I shouldn't. Right. Is this person the kind of person that will learn from me? Mm -hmm. And do I happen to have the skill set, philosophy, teaching mojo that will be effective for this person? Right. So that's why, um, I mean, I like to have initial, my initial fit in my voice studio is the longest and most expensive lesson in my studio. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to do this. The, the book has a lot of different options. So it's not, I'm not saying anybody has to do this, but I do find that the more skilled people get with scale sales in their businesses, they tend to want a longer initial fit lesson because it helps them solidify exactly what to offer the person at the end. That is episode 167 coming out in two weeks. Don't miss it. Be sure to subscribe to the Full Voice Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Friend and colleague, I am wishing you an incredible season of singing. And my final reminder is to please visit our brand new website, fullvoicemusic.com. There are so many resources there, articles, music, uh, workbooks, and teacher training. And we do teacher training each and every month. There's still some spots for our September 2022 training courses. There are three-hour workshops, live workshops. Please check that out on our website, fullvoicemusic.com. And as always, I am wishing you 
inspired teaching and happy sleep. Thank you.